Hi, welcome to Not Another Marketing Podcast, where I'm talking to Matt Swally, the co-founder and chief business officer of OmniKey, which is an AI marketing platform that generates and optimizes personalized ad creative. So this week, we're talking about how AI is taking your job. No, how AI is making our ads. Thanks for downloading. Now, AI is taking over the world. It's after your job. No, it's not. It's not really, is it? Um, What it can do is kind of help us do some of the more tedious jobs a little bit quicker and sometimes a little bit better, right? Uh, This week, I'm chatting with Matt Swally, who's the co-founder and the chief business officer of OmniKey, which is an AI marketing platform that kind of generates and optimizes personalized ad creatives. So we kind of talk about how OmniKey works with the AI to create the ads and the copy. Uh, We talk about how powerful it really is and how powerful it's not, which I think is important as well. Uh, we also talk about how AI can make us more creative, which I think think it can. Uh, you can find Matt on LinkedIn, also on the OmniKey website. Check out the links in the show notes. Give them a tap. It's a cool bit of kit, so have a look at what they do. Can I quickly mention that Not Another Marketing Podcast is ad-free. Love it if you could give the pod a quick shout on social media and subscribe via your favourite podcast app. Uh, check out more episodes at jtid.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Now, the first thing I asked Matt was to give me kind of like an overview on how AI is impacting digital advertising. Sure. It is wild how much with the increase in generative AI and the acceleration right now of how AI is impacting digital advertising. Mm. So there's a number of different ways, John, that, that we look at it. One is inputs. So computer vision, an earlier form of AI, is getting better and better as well. So yeah. you're seeing a lot of this generation of AI. Well, computer vision can scan images, videos, text, all the different attributes of an ad. And then you can use performance data to look at across all the digital ads out there Hmm. for a, a brand or a number of brands. What are the criteria that are actually generating performance? So it tags like the colors, the number of people, the length of the video um, and with that performance data, you can start to pull out insights into the real time performance enhancing attributes of data across all the major platforms that give you access to that data. So the one interesting part about that too, I wanted to note on computer vision where it's getting better, it can actually look at an image or video and write a full description of it. Right. And that what that does and why that brings value is, is you can look at a high performing creative, it will describe it and then you could go plug that into another AI tool and say, give me five different iterations of the same type of thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's kind of like the input. OmniKey, where I am chief business officer and a co-founder, we use those data inputs as from performance data and those insights from computer vision to then ge- use those to generate AI digital ads. The second form of it now is before you had to really think through a full storyboard and thought process for all your different ideal customer profiles, like who are your ideal customer profiles, what markets, what languages. Now you can streamline that whole entire process. So first it was, you know, chat GPT, soon to be, you know, GPT-4, where you can go ask, give me 
give me five different video scenarios for this specific type of product with this specific value prop for an optimization goal of sales. Sure. And it gives you a bunch of different, you know, creative ideas. Now it's getting to the point with this chat GPT where you're chaining together large language models um, and able to like automate tasks that used to take people a lot mm -hmm. of time, like go do market research on five different pro competitive products. Give me the price of these products. Yeah. Um, email that all to me in a, in a synopsis, Slack that to the rest of the team. Yeah. <laughs> and it's doing it for you. Yeah. So we're talking about AI actually creating the copy, the images, the video of the digital ads. Now, the nightmare scenario that I see in my head, which probably isn't happening, but somebody's probably trying to make it happen, I would imagine, is, is that this thing is just literally generating thousands hundreds of thousands, millions of ads, and it's pragmatically sticking these ads and putting them live to specific audiences at specific times and specific places. And it's, it's just out completely out of control of human, human comprehension, because you couldn't, a person couldn't work that quickly to check it. Um, is this a nightmare scenario? Is somebody trying to get there? Is it there? So one big thing that Amaki makes sure is, mm. is, is there's a human in the loop. So sure. the further you get away from a human being in the loop, you could be approaching more scenarios like that. So yeah. AI learns from what's out there, the public domain. It's going to generate things it believes is correct based on whatever is out there. So the larger the data set, it's generally more accurate, but it will sometimes, you can mirror biases in society, things like yeah. that. So you have to learn how to describe things in a different way to the AI to, to eliminate those and then build systems and processes into your technology that start to eliminate that. Um, the one thing that you I could really note here is that we have a human in the loop the entire time. Uh, so where before something goes live, a human has to curate that and look it over and approve before it goes live into the you know digital sure. ecosystem. Um, and I think that's going to be the case where humans' jobs are not going to be eliminated. They are just mm. going to change. And, yeah, and yeah, for yeah. people that don't learn how to curate AI, it's it, it's going to really set them back. Yeah. They, they say that Googling is a skill. Do you, do you think prompting the AI, the, the, the GPT thing, that you do, do you think that's a bit of a skill? I think I read last week that people that can be an AI prompt engineer could make $350,000. So yes, it's becoming potentially yeah. the largest skill set to, 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 to skill up right now. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I think it's the, it's the quality of the prompt, isn't it? That gets it. If you turn around and just say, I don't know, write me some show notes for this episode of my podcast, you're going to get bland crap which i've done and it's bland and it's right. rubbish but once you start saying things like okay here's a episode of a podcast that talks about this these are the main points it's targeted at other marketing agencies or marketers and this that and the other it then actually comes up with something a little bit better right that is completely right the more descriptive you are with the camera lens the angle you can even train ai on on angles or products so one thing we're doing now is where you upload five five to ten images of just a product you can go place that into different images much more effectively and build around it put it in backgrounds because the ai has already learned what that looks like and then it's 
building around it. But the better, the more descriptive you are, the much better the outcomes. And it can take hours just testing things. So you have to yeah. document and learn and share. And then this is one thing I wanted to mention too is it's moving so fast. And part of that I, I do believe is because social media and open source crowdsourcing ideas and how to use these technologies is just being done in real time. People mm-hmm. are building in the open. All these people, like you mentioned, are learning how to use auto GPT, then sharing it on Twitter. Like every day I'm reading this full process and it's people are learning from that very, very quickly, much quicker than in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit hit and miss though, isn't it? I think at the moment, because I mean, I've been through a few of those those processes that people have written up to, to get a result of something and the results come out and I thought, nah, that's I I completely agree. Like a lot of it's not completely there, but a lot of, you know, the building is preparing for as it gets better. You can see daily improvements in a lot of these technologies. So how far away do you think we are of kind of being confident enough to just letting this go and and not having to hit approve before an ad goes live? Um, I think we're a ways away from that because Mm. there's for a conscious brand, you know, they have to you're reading a lot of these mishaps that are happening out there. And um, there's just so much different polarization out there on the news and media that you could, you get hit with a lot of like similar viewpoints, even on social media, not in ads. Like you'll read things over and over again and and you want to make sure like you're getting an objective viewpoint to things. Yeah. And so I think, for the near term, like you, you have to have a human in the loop for a lot of this advertising before it goes live because you want to make sure you're controlling your brand. And there's a lot of checkpoints you can build in, like hit, give us your brand guidelines, your fonts, your logos, what are, what can be included in this, what can't be included in this. And those set guardrails too as well. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think one of the, one of the, one of the mistakes I saw of, of, of AI not long ago was I can't remember the name of the basketball players, but it was kind of like his ex-basketball player taller than why basketball player and the response was ex basketball player is 6 foot 11 and why basketball player is 7 foot 1 so ex basketball player is taller than why basketball player as the wrong way around it's wrong <laughs> it's like okay yeah there's there's lots of instances out there yeah, you know yeah, so, yeah. You, so you really do have to keep reviewing it <laughs> and taking an objective view and like taking a step back and thinking yeah. You know, this is great for, for, for many things, but only take it as far as you can today. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. So so the last little bit on the kind of like the generative side, which I want to talk to you about, is, sure. is kind of like um, uh, when, we, when we're, we're actually kind of like targeting um, the, the, these ads at, uh, at other folks and that. Um, is it, do you think it helps us come up with better ideas creatively? Do you think it makes us more creative? I think it's great for brainstorming. Yes, Mm. I do. Because you could go think of like a vertical or a current event happening out there right now. For example, like you want to do real-time advertising that's relevant, meaningful in a quick, quick way. That's, that's personalization today. And you can create things like from current events happening today, you'll see on the news, you know, and you can go generate a bunch of, bunch of ad creatives in real time. So I do believe there still has to be some like human creation, thinking through strategy, um, the better that you can go feed the AI, like an idea that's off the charts, you know, unique, it's going to give, but it's going to help you build that much quicker and then give you five different concepts and help you explain it. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I, I mean, I found that it's it helps us be more creative. So we're not talking about yes. the AI being creative at the end of the day. We're talking about ourselves being more creative because I've been in situations where I've thought, well, give me five ideas on how to do whatever it is. Uh-huh. And, and and you've had a couple in there which I thought, well, I, you know, I wouldn't actually have thought about approaching it that way, but that's a really good idea. And then that's got me being more creative, right? Completely true. We're using that every single day, just like that is a a you know, there's writer's block in the past. This could really help writer's block for writers as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. So so let's move on to kind of like the analytical side of the targeting side and the, the, the boring side of advertising. So so, so is, I, is AI helping us pragmatically place ads nowadays? You know, it is. So I can only give it from my point of view as I'm chief business officer. I have a good business view into AI and how we're doing it. So yeah. Meta... Google, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Reddit, all these different do. They deliver ads in a way where creative is now the major lever for distribution. Yeah. Where personal information is becoming more and more limited due to GDPR in Europe, California Data Protection Act, yeah. all these are out there. Yeah. And all the all these platforms are keeping the data locked up. So the better creative you have that fits what John likes, if John likes golf, for example. Mm. The platforms already know that. Yeah. So the better creative you have that has different dynamic elements that hit John's likes, it's going to be delivered more effectively. So that is where the algorithms are improving, and the you know the platforms are using computer vision to figure out what's in it, just like I described earlier, and delivering it more effective. So yes. Yeah. So so for example, if I like golf, God forbid. Oh no, I just I'm not a, I'm not a golfer. <laughs> I, I just see hundreds of accountants wandering around playing golf. That's that's the image I get in my head of just accountants everywhere. Um, so, so, so if I like golf, for example, is the AI capable of generating an image with a golfer in it to try and sell me something and then display it? So, yes, you you could know that golf is one of your ideal customer mm. profiles. That is not completely automated today yet. I mean, that's right. what a lot of the platforms are looking yeah. to do. But you could easily create a, a golf ad for a product, say this is great on the golf course, and then it would get delivered. If you upload that into an optimized you know, distribution mm. it, within one of the platforms, yes, it's going to deliver it to people that they believe like golf. So, yeah, because yes. what's going through my head is kind of like thinking that the image or the video or whatever it, whatever it is, it, it, could be, um, it could be for me, a, a, a male golfer. It could be for Tina, if Tina's a golfer. It could be a, a female golfer. And that, that's what the video, and it's it's almost like personalized, but but it's personalized on the fly. Do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. we've loaded up loads of images. Completely. So yeah. where you're skipping the step of gener- where the it's just recognizing the likes of someone and generating a, 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 an instant image and delivering it without human interaction. Yeah. Um. I I mean you can see that in the pipeline. You know that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of where it's going. Yeah. And then as neural becomes better in the next five to ten years, I mean at some point it's going to be able to read your brain even. Yeah. So, so at OmniKey, you 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 deal basically on the more I should say more on the generative side of of advertising. Explain how your your system kind of kind of works. What's the sure. flow? What's the flow for an advertiser? Sure. So when we bring on a new customer, there's two major inputs to start the relationship. One is we get access to their fonts, their logos, their brand guidelines. Right. So we have guardrails, right? What What is okay, what is not okay? Setting those guardrails for AI. The second thing is we connect into the advertising data. So we become we look at 
holistically the data across all the different platforms they're advertising on. That's, that is the data and analytics aspect of AI. Historic, we look at historical data. We'll look for trends in the data across different audiences, and then we'll pull those out. And those are the inputs to our initial set of new ad creatives. Right. Those feed our generative tool where we look at those insights and the ideal customer profiles of the customers. And then we start generating tons of ideas and concepts for new generative uh, ads that are formatted and optimized for each of those channels. So that's one of the big differentiators of Omniki is omni-platform yeah. orchestration where we have customers across all those different channels, they all have different ways to communicate, but you want a consistent brand experience. So yes. that's so, data. So the, the, client, the client is not necessarily prompting the AI. You, you're just taking information. And are, you, are you creating your own prompts? We are creating our own prompts, yes. And the client, we have two different methods of our platform where we've productized a lot of this data so the customer can use a lot of it in real time. We also are generating, using it internally as well for full like video ads and things like that. It's very so cool. the customer has access to a lot of these tools we're productizing as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, so you then produ you produce a whole list of creatives, presumably, and, and folks can just go through and approve whatever they, they want to approve. That's right. So it's a constant feedback loop of data, delivering new ad creative, scaling creative, and then looking in real time at how those ads are performing right. based on different conversion metrics, impressions, click-through rate. Are you, are, you, are you putting the ads live as well? Our platform pulls the ad creatives directly into the platforms. So right. after the customer approves, they could have their legal team in there. Even you mentioned like yep. issues where they want to control brand. They, they communicate with our platform. Once they click approve, they're automatically into the ad platforms. They have to be, a, we do not have it automated to launch though. So the, the ads sure. are brought into the platforms and then have to be launched within each channel yeah it it saves an enormous amount of time doesn't it i think it really does doesn't it huge amount of time i mean imagine like how quickly you can go take these things from a platform we make it as easy for customers to advertise as clicking the button approve yeah and still we have that human in the loop on both sides of it today reviewing the final uh, content and then the customer approving before it goes into actually the ad platforms yeah, I'm kind of with you on on the fact that I don't think it it's going to kind of like take over people's jobs. I I think it's going to kind of free up people to be able to do more meaningful tasks. Right, and it's going to make humans more creative. Right, we that is actually part of our mission statement is using AI to enable you know humans to be more creative. Yeah, because I've been going through been going through a list of all the things I hate doing every week, which is a very <laughs> really big list really big list and um and i've been trying to work out a way for get, to try and get like ai to do it and i would imagine with ad creative stuff you know you know if you're a big 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 company you could be generating a lot of creatives for facebook yes. and instagram and that and, and that's tedious isn't it it's very very tedious in the the greater the brand guidelines the more tedious it is probably for for larger yeah. brands but the big thing a lot of companies are missing on is that real-time relevant ads in large companies and small companies are not meaning personalized for your verticals or ideal customer mm -hmm. profiles also with relevant current events going on or things that are happening like companies have to move faster and that's what generative ai is, is enabling right now is to move 
right away on things that used to take, you know, weeks or months in going away from broadcast or narrowcast where you would do one or a couple of ads that reach millions. Now you're doing lots of ads and they're more personalized when they're delivered. Yeah. Are the videos which are being created, are they, they're not creating fake people, are they? Or are they? Well, there's a couple of different ways that are, are, are moving here. Like the initial AI generated videos are a lot of animating things that are created with AI. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there are some use cases of that. Um, and videos continually, you know, going to be available pretty soon. But right now, a lot of our video is using AI tools that improve efficiencies and then still use, having a human included in video because video yeah, yeah, is not completely yeah, there yet. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah. are seeing lots of use cases where you can take aspects from generative AI images, provide animations, do lots of really, really amazing things where uh, much, much quicker than before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fascinating. A chat for ages um, about this, Matt. Um, so, so where can we find OmniKey? Where, where's your website, social media bits? Sure, you can find us at www.omnikey.com. O-M-N-E-K-Y.com. If you're interested in seeing our product, you can schedule a demo and put next to your business name you heard about us on Not Another Marketing Podcast. And you can also find me on LinkedIn at Matt Swally. Fantastic, Matt. What I'll do is I'll put a bunch of links in the show notes and folks can just tap on those when they, when they want to. Um, thanks for your time, Matt. Much appreciated. Thank you so much, John. It's been such a pleasure. Thanks again to Matt for his time. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe for more on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favourite podcast player. Uh, just search for Not Another Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening.